my body is not ready. <laughs> my brain is still asleep. Yeah. Well, I woke up like, what? <laughs> Half an hour ago. <laughs> I completely bailed on B. She sat here waiting for me for two hours. It was very <laughs> sad. Because <laughs> I was taking a nap. I wasn't informed of said nap. <laughs> I wasn't informed of said nap. But S is sad that I didn't phone her away because she could have been dead. Yeah. But I knew she wasn't. You didn't get bad vibes. No. Mm-mm. You just got the vibe of those bitches ditching me. Taking a sweet, sweet nap on her couch. Yeah, she just doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> I love you so much. Are you sure? It was so much that my brain shut down for a solid two hours. <laughs> Don't try and justify that. <laughs> I'm trying. It's uh-uh. a fecal attempt. Fecal? No, fecal is shit. Fecal is shit. Well, it is a shit attempt. So, <laughs> I mean. That is the right. Why does that feel like it's the right word? It's not. I don't think it is the right I'm going to Google this shit. Welcome to Thunder Noodle. Oogly boogly. We're back, bitches. Fecal attempt. No, it just says fecal matter. Transfer, transplant, what? Attempt. <laughs> what does fecal loading mean? What? <laughs> fetal. Maybe it's fetal? No. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Other words for bad attempt. Bad attempt. Atrocious. That's not the word. Awful, cheap, corrupt, crappy. Well, <laughs> maybe it is a fecal attempt. Um, imperfect, no. Faulty, feeble. Feeble attempt. There we go, feeble, fecal. You see, do you think I'm dyslexic? <laughs> <laughs> Let me mow you what you say, sin. <laughs> Dara <Pies. laughs> It took me a hot second to register the first sentence. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, I do have... That's how I feel <laughs> when I watch a movie without subtitles. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are these people saying? Do you know? I do not watch anything without subtitles. Same. My husband fucking hates it because he has. Bruh, he denies it. That man has such bad dyslexia. <laughs> like... He gets so angry at me for saying it. And I'm like, guy, guy, if you understand it, then you can like move forward from there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It takes him, bitch, it takes him a million years to write me a WhatsApp. Do you know how many times he gives up writing WhatsApp and he hands me the phone? Because he physically, all the little letters jumble up. And I'm like, okay, but... <coughs> There's some things we can do. I can, and he's like, I don't have it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not I'm not saying that you are not smart. That is not what I'm saying. I'm physically saying that the letters get jumbled up in your brain. I think. I think. I'm pretty fucking sure he can be. But anyway. Subtitles, right? So he hates it because he fucking reads it all fucked up. Where with me, it actually makes me understand what's happening in the Same. situation. Where <laughs> apparently... It is something that people with ADHD do, <laughs> which I know I have mm. intensely because I am highly medicated for it. Yeah. Made 
so much sense when I figured, well, when the psychiatrist was like, I think you have that. Mm. And I'm like, I think I have that. And I know a lot of adults have been diagnosed with ADHD now. It was like a whole TikTok trend, which viral TikTok thing. And people were like, oh, my ADHD, my ADHD, I have my ADHD. To be honest with you, when I re- or when I got diagnosed, okay, there was a little part of me that was relieved because uh, I thought to myself, okay, this tells me that something is wrong. I'm not going crazy. Something is wrong because why am I not like normal people? Why? Why am I? Why am I the way I are? That's a long. <laughs> eh? That's a long list. Yeah, I know, but. If people knew how debilitating ADHD is, because I'm going through solid ADHD burnout right now, and it is not fun. It is not mm. fun, even mm. with my meds. I'm thinking about maybe switching my meds because this is crazy. And I cannot not be medicated. I've tried everybody that fucking gives you all this advice on how to not be medicated. I can't. I physically, I do not function. Mm. The fact that I am able to do my job the way I do is literally me hyperfixating. I've been hyperfixating for about 12 years, luckily. <laughs> but any hoozle, that's the thing with subtitles. Apparently, it's a symptom of I don't know. I just feel like nothing makes sense without them. I yeah. need subtitles in real life. I love subtitles, especially when they're wrong. And then I notice that they're wrong. And then I'm like, you see, I do. I can figure these things mm. out. My problem is I read the subtitles more than I watch the movie. Mm. Well, technically, then you're reading a book. Slay, I've read lots of books. <laughs> you see? You you are a reader. I am a reader. You're a reader. Yeah, I'm talking about outside of subtitles, oh. bitch. Oh, you are a reader. Yes. What's your favorite book? I don't know. Right now, I'm reading this, like, trilogy book where this girl solves murder. It's quite cool. Why have we never talked about this? Do you know that I love reading? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Look at all the things we have in common. Besties. Ah, soulmates. Twin flames. <laughs> Are we going to get the twin flame symbol, bitch? I'm taking this way too far. It's becoming so unironic at this point. <laughs> we should put the twin flame in our tattoo. In the middle of the heart. In the middle of the heart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but see uh, Oh god. I'm way too overtired for this. <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> you should try taking a nap, girl. Two hours will do you the world's good. <laughs> I'm going to pee myself. Uh, Oh, okay, well, I just did my ab workout for the day. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I don't feel real right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm on drugs. I'm just going to keep going. This is going to just go from bad to worse. You're cool. the only high I need. <laughs> She's so high. I am about me. It's just so lovely. <laughs> we would kill at karaoke. Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm. Oh. So, <laughs> in today's episode, 
we started off not that serious, but it's gonna. <laughs> oh, girl! It's gonna get quite serious. Okay. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> this is gonna be the funniest fucking episode ever. I don't know what's going on, girl. Okay, so what do you want me to do? I'm just here for the ride. You know? <laughs> like, I'm just buckle me up and let's go. Whatever happens, happens at this point. Okay, look at us making our listeners part of our our process. This is how we plan our episodes, guys. Is utter confusion, and then we don't really get somewhere, and then we just start doing shit. So what we're gonna do now? Okay, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. We are going to. I have a YouTube video, okay, that I found of 2014, 10 years ago, where they, it's special assignment, where they kind of delved into this case and everything. I'm going to link that in our show notes, and then we can post it on the gram, and then people can go watch that, okay? And then now you and me sit, and we have a word vomiting session Hmm. about our childhoods and what as a person who I don't want to say victim I don't want to say pot took but a person who has experienced these things mm-hmm. what our points of view are and then in I, I know I said I'm not going to but then in part three mm-hmm. I'm doing it in part three I will go through the studies that I found and what the professionals out there or saying okay and then we compare it to what we think we know from actually experiencing the things that we have okay that is rough okay i have spoken a lot now so i think you go first bitch oh girl yeah i don't want to go first next <laughs> don't want to show now go first and then okay so guys this is completely unplanned <clears throat> We did not prepare a script for this. <laughs> not that we... It's okay, I lived through it. Don't worry. <laughs> no, don't worry. I got the script and printed it. I'm right. Um, not that we are that super fucking prepared most of the time. Sometimes we're overprepared. Other times we are underprepared. Sometimes we just fucking wing it. But today, we had this conversation. Yesterday. Today. Now, today. now. We had it just now. We had it about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And I woke up. 40 minutes ago. <laughs> so. Um, so this is a little curveball. For everyone. For everyone. For us. For everyone. I didn't know I was going to be trauma dumping today. Yeah. And I feel, <gasps> I feel safer to do it because we're anonymous. And those of you who know who we are. Shut the fuck up. And don't judge us. And we don't want pity. No. Laugh. It's okay. It was funny. I've got a really fun way we can do this. Okay. So... There was this TikTok trend, right? <laughs> Where <clears throat> these girls sit in a little group and then they tell each other, they go one for one and they go around in a circle and they tell each other um, things that their abusive ex-partners would do that they either thought were normal or knew were fucked up but didn't like leave or, yeah. you know, just random shit. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go one for one. We're going to do random stuff. Our traumatic parents, well, my mother, traumatic. That is a word. That is a word. Um, but that's not the word I wanted to use. Um, our abusive parentals. Mine's just my mommy. Um, Mine's also just my mommy. Okay, slay. Mother issue session. Okay. Yeah. So our abusive mothers. 
and all the fucked up shit they did that we either a thought was normal or b just knew was damn straight crazy i don't know have <laughs> you of the multitude of things have you chosen anything <laughs> we're just gonna wait i was trying to be like okay what do we start with like, do we start from the beginning or just stop with random shit? And I was like, I don't fucking, I don't know. So we'll just start with something. Okay. I don't know. So my parents got divorced when I was nine. And it took my mother about a week. <laughs> I don't even think it took her that long. To be honest, I'm pretty sure she was cheating on my dad. But whatever. Um, it took about a week for her next boyfriend to move in. And to move in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And then it took about a month for the following boyfriend to move in. <laughs> And it was just like that the whole time after the divorce. <laughs> but one thing she would always do. And you stayed with your mama. Yeah, I lived with her. One thing my mom would always do is every time she introduced us to a new boyfriend who she would try and convince till she was blue in her face that it wasn't her boyfriend, that it was just another school friend that she went to school with. Oh, this is just a friend from school. This is just a friend from school. And now my parents went to the same school. So after um, all my trauma, <laughs> I would speak to my dad about it, obviously. And he told me, all of these people, he never even knew, never met. And these were all just her school friends. Living with her. <laughs> Living with her. But then wow. a spam of like a week. <laughs> and then the other one would move in. The one boyfriend, he dislocated his own child's arm by, abs- by accidentally jumping on her. How do you accidentally jump on your kid? <laughs> I don't know. And then the other guy, he <laughs> he moved in and he was also married. <laughs> and then my dad started getting phone calls from his wife. And she was all like, do you know your wife and my husband are having an affair? My dad was like, that's my ex-wife, yo. <laughs> I don't know. Not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. the first one. Okay, well... We're starting off easy. We need yeah. our friends into it. Okay, so my parents got divorced when I, my biological parents, let me put it like that, got divorced when I was... Wait, maybe that's going to be confusing. My mother divorced and my biological father, there we go, got divorced when I was... Before I turned two, I think. I'm not quite sure. Because they got married when my mom was 18 and still in school. Because she got pregnant with me at 17 and she was 18 for like a solid month. And then I was like, hey, bitches, I'm here, I'm here. So while she was pregnant, them two got married and they moved away from my grandparents and his parents because they all, obviously everybody stayed in the same little town. So they moved away and then they attempted to be together, which didn't work out great. And then they got, I don't know if they cheated on each other. Obviously, I have very little memory of that. I mean, I was too. Um, and then my mother got remarried after she had another baby. But my stepfather, whom I will refer to from now on as my father, because he is my father. I have, I don't want to say zero contact with my biological father. Every now and again, he will message me. And one of the kids he had will message me and be like, please talk to daddy. And I'm like, that's your daddy, bitch. <laughs> thank you, but no, thank you. Hard pause. Um, yeah, the, we can get into the trauma with my biological father, but that's not, 
I feel uh, it's such a, I'm not really bothered by it if I can put it like that. So my mom got remarried. Um, but first, okay, so was married to bio dad, divorced bio dad. She started working at this place. And this one man that was working there, I was like, I like you because I'm a toddler. And I would just follow him everywhere. And I would call him Draki, which is like dragon or something. I don't even fucking know. But anyway, that was his nickname. And he always bought me Astros. And I was like, this guy is fucking, this whim is cool. So he would go into business meetings and he would have to phone my mom to come and fetch me because I don't want to let him go. So they ended up marrying. Okay. But first they had, when I was five years old, almost five, the year I turned five, they had a little baby. And then the year I turned six, they got married. And then the year I turned 10, they had another baby. So I have two technically half-sisters, but they're my sisters. And then my bio dad also got married to a woman that is about six years older than me. Okay. And when I was 15, she felt or she gave birth to another kid. When I was 20, she gave birth to another kid. And when I was 25, I gave birth to my daughter. So every five years, there has been a girl born. Okay. So it was me, then sister one from my mom, sister two from my mom, five years later, five years later, sister three from my bio dad, five years later, sister four from my bio dad, five years later, moi herself got pregnant. So when my daughter turned five that year, I looked at my husband and I was like, you're having your ball snipped. I'm not having a kid. So whether somebody within the family <laughs> became pregnant and had another girl, I do not know that year. But neither myself nor, as far as I know, one of my two sisters from my mom's side became pregnant. Whether on biological father's side something happened and it got rid of or maybe not, I do not know. I have, like I said, zero to no contact. Um, I love, like I don't even want to say stepfather because... That's not, it doesn't feel right. He's my dad. Okay. I love my dad. We are out of all three of us girls. You would say I am most like him, which is the weirdest thing. <coughs> um, and he, shame. He never, he never did anything bad, but he also never really prevented anything bad. But I, I kind of. We can get into it, but I kind of get where he's coming from if you look at his personality. And he did what he could, how he could, okay? Mine is a very complicated situation. It's very complicated. Mm. So um, I do think that my mother was unfaithful to him. And I know at one point he got a little bit jelly. I remember something like that. And he went on her phone and he deleted some people's numbers. Um but they are still to, till today they are together and he does what he can for her he takes care of her and i kind of have a relationship with her now so yeah not a string of boyfriends i've met a lot of random men but i could never really place it and there were big fights between mom and bio dad and stepmother she went cray the one day because my mom didn't want him to see me. So I was at my aunt's house. And because we, we, they moved to a different town. Then they got divorced. He moved back 
to where his parents stay. So my mom would go and visit her parents and my aunt and her sisters and everybody there. So I was there and they, it's in Cape Town. Okay, so one in the, the Cape Town place and then my mother stayed in a different province. But then when we went to go visit there, one day outside of my aunt's house where we were, my bio dad and my stepmom showed up on a motorbike and was yelling like crazy drunken people outside of the house. <laughs> and they were like, let us see her. We need a CS, blah, 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 blah. Going on about this, okay? you was popular. Yes, bruh. And then, fuck knows how they came to this conclusion, but they were like, if she doesn't come out right now, we're going to burn down this house. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. okay. That makes sense. I, I'm inside the house, bitch. <laughs> like, so do you never want to see me again? Never again. Nobody can. If I can't see her, no one can. Yeah. So I can't remember how that got resolved <laughs> at all. But no house was burned down. It was it, no house was burned down. But when I got older, when I was about sixteen, I was no longer living with my mother. I was living with her younger sister for various reasons. But anyway. So there was a plan to go and see Biodad because I needed to see him. I haven't seen him in quite some time. And I was supposed to, according to the, the courts, I was supposed to see him one short holiday and one long holiday. And then my aunt didn't really want me to go because she didn't trust him that much. And then I was supposed to go and see him. Everything was planned. But next minute, a fucking lawyer letter shows up. And it's this whole thing about how we are or they are refusing that he see his daughter. Bitch, now I'm 16. I'm fucking, you know, I'm fucking sassy. So I phone him. And I'm like, yo, bruh, why the fuck did they just arrive a letter that says everybody's refusing that you see me? I am literally a day away from coming to visit you. So this makes no sense. So he's like, oh, yeah, no, I just took precaution. I'm like, what? That makes no sense. He's like, yo, no, I just took precautions. So if she says you can't, I'm like, everything has been organized. I'm literally almost on my way to you. Why are we, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember the rest of his explanation. And I was just like, you know what, bro? We got this letter. I'm not seeing you again. And I've never seen him ever again. It was literally talking to a brick wall. Because I could not... It didn't. After that, he would phone me a couple of times and we would attempt, oh, we'll have a conversation. We had a conversation once a week where it kind of tried to build a relationship. And then at one point I was like, bro, you have your family. I have mine. Why don't you just focus on your shit? This is not, it's not working. I don't feel connected to you whatsoever. This is just, and I had the shit with my mother to deal with. So you have two daughters of your own. You have a wife. You do you. And then I would get, because his oldest daughter, she was going through some shit. So she found me on Instagram. And then she started messaging me. And she wanted to have a relationship with me. And I just, I don't have the capacity. I don't have, I don't have an interest. I know that sounds really fucked up. But I don't have a, I don't have space in my life for you. And I'm not willing to make space. Mm. And going, she has some sort of trauma. Because she basically word vomited in a whole message to me about how she is self-mutilating. And my bio dad took her to like a pastor to go and talk. And you know what? I just couldn't. I'm not the person to help you with this. I am not. Mm -hmm. I understand you think that we are connected because we are related. But unfortunately, I'm a stranger to you. 
to me, it felt like this random person messaged me and just kept on telling me their trauma. And I'm like, I want no part of this because then this is just going to lead to me having to build a relationship with him now, helping to sort all of this out. I don't want to be a part of that. And then what is that going to lead to? That's going to lead to him seeing my daughter and then her needing me because I don't even think my daughter, I haven't sat her down and explained to her exactly. She knows that I have another dad, but I told her that this, this is my dad. This is your grandfather. And she's cool with that. So she knows about it. But now, what now a whole new grandfather must be a part of her life with all that crazy. Mm. Just don't have the, the capacity for that. So that's, see, you give me two seconds to say something. And then I just go on this tangent. It's okay. <laughs> you go crazy, girl. So that's that. <laughs> that is my divorcee section of mm. that. Fucking rock yeah. star. Okay, you go. Okay, so when my parents Next topic. got divorced, <clears throat> my mom had her her string of boyfriends, which was all groovy, whatever. They were all cray-cram. She literally started a business with every single one of them because my mom thinks she's like a fucking businesswoman. Oh, she's an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, except she wants a business that everybody else does all the work and she gets all the money and she just has to do nothing. So every single one of her businesses that she ever gets goes straight into bankruptcy. So anyway... So she starts this waterproofing in the roofs, you know? Okay. Business thing. <laughs> okay, with boyfriend number one. Well, I think she started on her own and then boyfriend number one joined. Then he left. Then boyfriend number two came. He joined. Then he left. Then boyfriend number three came. Then he joined. Then he stuck around for a little while. <clears throat> and that is the introduction to my abusive stepdad. And um, so he was cuckoo in his brain cells. So he, in the beginning, so my mom and him met on like a dating website, right? And okay, that was also really weird. Tell me why at like 12 years old, I'm helping my mom set up her own dating website, like profile. Yeah. And like going through men with her. <laughs> like, okay. But anyways, so we meet this man. He's all on his fitness journey and he cycles and he does this, that and the next thing. Super slow. So my mom's all like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and so she meets him. And anyways, within like a week, they pretty much like together. Happy. Let's, let's let us go. So pretty soon after, oh, he has a son and a daughter and an ex-wife. Who he's like, she's fucking crazy, she's batshit, blah, 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 blah. Which she low-key was, but so was he. And so, and his daughter hated us. Which, valid. <laughs> so it's cool. And his son fucked in his brain. So, um, they all move into our house. <clears throat> and my grandparents were living there with us at the time. Keep in mind, my grandmother, she is cooked. Now, my mom's adopted. So yeah and my mom had a brother who was also adopted but they're not like they Blood weren't related. yeah so okay. she was adopted and he was adopted and um he died because of drugs um and my gran basically told my mom that she wishes my mom died instead of my uncle <laughs> oh dear yeah my grand's also jumped out of a car while we were driving because her and my mom were having a fight and then we got her back in the car drove her home she locked herself in her room and started taking like a glass jewelry box and bashing it against her head um saying that 
<laughs> she wasn't going to stop until my grandfather came home. Um, so my mom had to lock her in a room that had like nothing in it. So that's where the crazy comes from. But anyway, so we meet abusive stepdad. He moves in with us. There's a whole bunch of shit that goes down because his son is very problematic. And anyway, it's just like a shit show from there on out. And then true colors, they always come out. So one night, my brother, because my oldest brother, he was living with my dad at the time. And he had a little girlfriend. So him and his girlfriend come to the house and um this is now the brother you share with your mom and your dad yeah so yeah you guys are three siblings yes so me my middle brother who's two years older than me and then my oldest brother who's four years older than me so we go in groups of two okay um so the three of us we're all like cool 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 we're gonna go have dinner with the fans so we my brother my oldest brother he brings his girlfriend so now all of us at the house my stepbrother my two brothers his girlfriend me my mom and my stepdad Anyways, my mom and my brother, my oldest brother, they start having a little tit for tat because they have never had a good relationship. She's been very physically abusive towards him in the past before. Um, So she's a shit show. So she um, and him get into like a bit of an argument. I lie, he wasn't living with my dad yet. This was why he went to live with my dad. So he was still living at the house. So my mom and him get into a bit of a tit for tat, whatever so middle brother now no my oldest brother oldest brother yeah okay so let's give him a nickname um bob bob okay so oldest brother is bob yes middle brother is quiz quiz okay bob and quiz okay so bob and my mom they get into an argument so he starts storming into his room so my stepdad's all like you can't talk to your mother like that you can't do this blah 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 so my mom's like um can you mind your business this is between me and bob you know just you fucking shut the fuck up yeah so he's like okay cool like fine whatever no i lie he didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) here i am lying (laughs) so he starts arguing with my mom about that lol um Keep in mind, okay, this man was like a raging Christian, which is going to come into play later on. Okay. <laughs> so he's all like, no, bah, 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 trying to be all manly. So he ends up like grabbing my mom. So my mom, my brother, Bob, he sees him grab my mom and he's like, don't fucking touch my mother. Like, <laughs> like I hate her right now. Don't <laughs> fucking touch her. Exactly. Um, so they start, him and her, he, no, Bob and my stepdad, they start fighting. Next thing you know, a whole motherfucking fight breaks out, okay? A and where's his girlfriend? Is she just... She's just there. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, my mom, she's fucking... She's bat shit. Fuck. So she opens up the cupboards and she starts taking every glass out of that cupboard and just throwing it on the floor. She just takes one out and throws it on the floor. She just takes one out and throws the next one on the floor. She's just fucking smashing cups and smashing cups and there's just fucking screaming and chaos. So now I'm like, I don't know, like maybe 12 at the time. If even, I don't even think I was 12. I was like maybe 11. And um, I'm fucking in my mom's room. I'm hysterically crying. I don't know what the fuck is going on. My brother's girlfriend comes he joins me we're fucking crying in the room we don't know what the boost is going on i don't know where my stepbrother is i don't know where Chris is Chris is somewhere i think he was in his room or whatever and there's just fucking drama in the kitchen next thing you know i don't know exactly what happened and who put whose hands on who first 
But Bob loses his shit. He takes my stepdad. He, like, grabs him by the shirt and, like, throws him onto the ground. Boom. Stepdad's shoulder dislocated. Poof's funny. I thought it was hilarious. But whatever. So, at this point, my stepbrother walks in. And my stepdad's all like, oh, you better take him down. My stepbrother looks at Bob. Bob looks at him. My stepbrother walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because let's be real. I would not fuck with Bob. Mm. I know Bob. Bob. Bob is quite short. But Bob is a firecracker. What I know from Bob, I would not fuck with Bob. So then, um, eventually, like, we phoned my dad. My dad's on his way to come pick us up. There's just fucking chaos. So then we all get our shit together to leave, to go to my dad. We were like, fuck this. This is fucking, this fucks. So we end up, like, my dad gets there, we leave, whatever. My stepdad's out there, I'm gonna fuck you up, I'm gonna fuck this up, fuck that. My dad's like, then open the gate, bruh. Yeah. Open the gate. No, my stepdad doesn't want to open the fucking gate. Um, so after all of that, my dad fetches us, he takes us back to his house. He gets a phone call from my mom. So, like, where do you think the nearest hospital is to take him for his shoulder? <laughs> And also, I think it's time that Bob moves in with you because clearly this is not going to work. And that was yet the first of many times that that my mother would choose a man over her kids. It happened many a times after that. But that is the first incident. Hectic, girl. Oh, no. No, that's not hectic. My... I struggle to remember my first incident because... I okay, so we had a, a trauma, <laughs> one of many. Um, where I could pinpoint it to was the accident. <laughs> okay, so I was not. I was turning ten that year, and middle sister, let's call her Sunny, and baby sister, let's call her Annie. Okay, Sunny and Annie. So Sunny was five. And Annie was a few months old, okay? Because, you know, five, 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 five. So I was turning 10, five, and a few months old. So Mommy Dearest was a horse girl, okay? Now, before this incident, I do not remember much about my mother. I have short little memories, like small. I remember, and it's crazy because I remember so much of my childhood, vividly i remember being in kindergarten i remember fucking up my freaking finger when i pushed this one guy on the go-kart i remember playing kissing touchies with this one boy and he couldn't catch me and i was like i'm glorious so i remember so much vividly but wherever my mother's concerned i don't remember much which is quite strange um and then so when i turned 10 that year I my birthday is quite late in the year, so this happened on early in the year. So Annie was born quite early on, and then about two months after Annie was born, so she was about yeah two months old. So mommy dearest goes and she has a horse. Now how the fuck she obtained a horse, I do not know. I think she has this talent of befriending people that give her shit. Okay, so many of her friends would just give her shit. So, because we weren't financially well off at all, okay? Um, Father did quite well, but not fantastically. It went through stages of when my mom was with my bio dad, very poor, very, very poor, to a little bit more stable with dad dad. 
um, to very poor again, to a little bit more stable, to it's a very, very strange thing. So what I do remember or what I know from when I was a kid, my parent, my bio dad and my mom, my bio dad would, my mom worked at a bar because obviously, I mean, she's like 18 years old and I was allergic to her breast milk. Which I think that was sign number one, bitches. Okay. <laughs> These two are not meant to be together. Okay. Sign number one. And um, she, I would go between her and my grandmother's house a lot. So I would stay with my gran and my grandfather for like eight months. And then my mom would be like, oh, bring her back. I miss her. And then I would be with my mom for like two months. And then she'd be like, oh, take her back. I can't do it. So anyway, in the times that I was with mother and bio dad, instead of buying me formula milk, dad would drink out the money and I would get fed rooibos tea um, as a baby. That was my, my food intake that I got. So he would make a big ass jug full of rooibos tea and put it on top of the fridge. So not in the fridge, on top of the fridge, you know, where all the dust and shit can get into. And that was my rooibos tea that I got. That was my food. Okay. And then maybe some puppies. And that upset my grandmother very much. So out of the six months that I was not with my mother. I think I got fed pretty well because my grandmother is a sweetie pie. She's batshit crazy, but I love her. Um, and so I think from the get-go, myself and my mother didn't really have a great relationship. And then the year I turned 10, when little sister was two months old, she went out riding with her horse that she got fuck knows how. Anyway, so she goes out horse riding with this other bitch and... I'm not exactly sure what happened till this day. Nobody's exactly sure what happened. But anyway, mother fell to the ground. If I'm not mistaken, I think she fell with her head on a rock. And as the other girl and her horse came running past, physically the horse stepped on my mother's skull or on her head. Okay. So her skull got cracked in I think about like three or four places. And her frontal lobe was mushity mush mush. So she gets rushed to the hospital, has, I think she had three or four brain surgeries. I can never remember if the surgeries and the cracks were the same amount. I mean, I was like fucking almost 10 years old, so I don't, I don't remember much. So she was in a coma for about 10 days. And when she woke up, um, she was not okay. Severe brain damage. Severe brain damage. My grandma, my aunt and everybody came to the province that we lived in and to come and help take care of us because dad worked away a lot so he wasn't home for a few months at a time and so he obviously needed to continue working I'm not sure if we did have a medical aid back then I, I'm not sure but I know the bill of that basically financially crippled our family okay and because of that Mother did not get the rehab therapy that she needed, but she stayed in that hospital for very long. The first time I went to go visit her, my aunt took me and she explained to me that my mother has pipes going down her throat. All her hair has been shaved off. She's not okay. Okay. But I wanted to see her. So she took me to her. I still remember the smell of the hospital room. I remember seeing my mother in her little hospital gown with the pipes on her throat. And her eyes were fucking huge. And when she saw me, she started moaning. And she tried to touch my hand. And I was freaked out completely. So I ran out of the hospital room crying. And the issue was that as far as I know at that point, my mother thought that my grandmother, her mother, was her sister. And her sister was no 
her my her mother was her grandmother her sister was her mother because they all look very much alike anyway so when she saw me she couldn't understand why she's seeing herself because in her head she's a tiny human okay they said that she reverted back to being basically at the capacity of a four-year-old and she has memories but it's very jumbled up and now myself and my mother look exactly the same we a lot of people have asked us are we twins if I look at pictures from when my mother was a little kid I can't tell you if it's me or her it's fucking creepy as shit anyway so when she saw me she couldn't understand why she was seeing herself and they they think that's why she freaked out so much anyway so she gets a little bit better at the hospital they send her to this rehab facility for people with brain injuries where they basically start they learn how to talk again they learn how to walk again they learn how to cook do all the things now she was apparently doing very good she was progressing very good she saw the psychologist the psychiatrist everything and she was there for about a year maybe two years so the bills were a lot and now back at home there's a little baby okay my aunt my grandmother and my aunt were there I think my aunt had to go at one point so my grandmother stayed for a little bit and then my grandmother had to go so it was just us us three girls and my dad so obviously I took over even though I'm just like 10 to 12 years old I took over because who's the who's the fuck main bitch now it's me (laughs) you know so I basically raised my two little sisters and we became very close and then mommy dearest came back home and she was supposed to continue with her therapy and all of that but she did not she was then at the age of a teenager so now imagine me starting to go through puberty being used to not having a mother at home and here comes back another teenager who is given all of this power because she is the mother Mm. so we butted heads from the get-go and now what you have to understand which I struggle to understand was in her head she's a teenager so she's going through the same shit I'm going through. But she is plagued with, plagued with the responsibility of being a mother and needing to take care of a family. Where I still have my whole life ahead of me. I can make friends. I can go to, what did we call it, like school dances and stuff. And a big thing of jealousy, I think, came from that. So me and her started fighting. A lot. And she, she didn't know how to take care of us. And obviously that made me and her butt heads because, I mean, I've been doing this now for how long? I'm comfortable within this situation. And that's when she started, I would say, having that like a power trip in a way almost because she can tell me what to do. But now I don't want to listen. And so she started beating me if I didn't listen to her. So it started out with, well... I would say most abuse almost starts out like that from what I know is screaming, yelling, fucking losing your shit, being unbearable to physically hitting someone. It started off with like slaps, you know, just a fucking smack across the face. And then my dad's, I can't remember when, okay, but my dad's brother was going through some shit, his older brother. So he started living with us. I think also to help with the kids taking us to school and shit like that. And me and him kind of got into a few fights here and there. Um, But 
Love him to bits, though. Shame. Poor man. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically how it started. My dad is a very calm person and he would not react to my mother's outbursts which we always said yeah if like our house would burn down he would stand back and be like oh yeah guys we probably have to get a new house eh?" and i think what also was difficult for him is because my mother kept throwing the fact that i was her daughter in his face so he and she wasn't I don't want to say she wasn't abusive towards the other two. She was more verbally abusive, but I was the one getting physically abused. And she, it happened a lot when he wasn't there because he had to work away a lot. And I remember one time, man, I think I got like a fucking, this should have been, because I'm covered in tattoos now. This should have been the start of everything. I got one of those sticky tape tattoos in, I think like a fucking Easter egg or some shit. Mm. So I stuck it on my belly. And then my mother saw it and she was like, what the fuck is that? And so I lied and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what. So she pushed me up against the cupboard doors and she was choking me and asking me what the fuck is that. And so my uncle came in and he yelled at her and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she told him to stay the fuck away. And then the two of them got into a brawl. She let me go and I ran into my room. And that is one of the first abusive-ish instances I remember, mm. I would say. Yeah. This is going to be a really hard conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel like now it's about to, And I'm like, I feel like I'm just like, well, I'm going to one up you. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. No, but I get you. I get you. I get the, the one up because it, we don't talk about trauma a lot. Hmm. And you, in a way, I think why I don't talk about it so much is because I feel for so long in my life, I felt unvalidated. Same. So when you talk to somebody, then you're like, but it is bad. Yeah. And then you're like, but it's not that bad. No. But it is that bad. I yeah. fucking want you to know it's that bad. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, but I'm like, I don't want to invalidate how you feel. Like, like I just want to, now I'm like, I don't want to talk about my shit. Just talk about your shit. No, okay. but I'll talk about your shit. No, one, one up me here. No, please. but it's not that. <laughs> no, no, but I get that. It's not that. No stress. We're talking about our trauma. I don't think this is going to be a normal conversation. No matter how you fucking put it. Um, Okay. I think... So, like, after that first incident I experienced with my stepdad, I was like, okay, the true colors, they're slowly showing, you know? And then I was like, okay, whatever. So, my middle brother, Chris, he was in a boarding school. Because after this whole situation happened, Bob moved to live with my dad. And then they moved to another city. City? Province. Province, yeah. Okay. Another, yes, yes, yeah. They moved to another province. So they moved away. <clears throat> and um, I don't think they moved to the other province just yet. I think he just moved to my dad. The moving provinces, are, provinces, I think, only happened a little bit later. But anyway, so, no. This next incident, it did happen once they were in different provinces. Yeah. So I moved to a different province. So, my mom and my stepdad, I'm pretty sure, were, like, financially fucking us because my mom does that with literally everyone in her life. So, we had to move out of the house we were staying in. And we moved into this really fucking dodgy house. 
um that had no electricity ever like no working electricity not even just because of load shedding like we had no electricity in that house ever the only time we had electricity is when we were occasionally allowed to use the generator which we weren't allowed to do often because it takes a lot of petrol and petrol's expensive so we never really had power in that house so it was a candlelit house all the time so um, my mom and my stepdad were working at the time, but then my mom, um, like, lost her job because the company that she was working for went bankrupt because the boss was actually just stealing all the money. So now my mom has no money, and we're living in this really shitty house. And Chris, he's in boarding school, and my stepbrother has moved to live with his mom. Bob is living with my dad, so I'm the only child that is living at home at this current time. And so Chris comes home from school for the weekend and we're all like, yes, a slacker. Good for you, Chris. So we spend the weekend, everything's chilled. So then it comes Sunday nights where my mom has to take him back to boarding school. And so she goes to my stepdad and she asks him if she can use 200 rand um, to fill the cop with petrol to take him back to school. And for some reason, this causes like a, a fight between my mom and my stepdad because he's all like I don't want to give you my money and she's all like I need to get my kid to school and you know we can drive an hour and a half on a school night to go see your kid you know at his mom's house but I can't get my kid back to school big fucking fights now the fight breaks out I am not a big fan of of like family conflict like if there's conflict with me and uh, some person at the club I'm like I don't care I'll I'll swing cool but conflict in the house stresses me out I think it's just because of the people in my family. But anyways, so me and now Chris, he doesn't do conflict at all. You know that quite well. He I know that. I know Chris very well. We are, we are twinsies. Yeah. So Chris, when he sees conflict, he's like an ostrich that just sticks his head in the sand. Yeah. So he doesn't even have the courage to walk away. He just shuts down yeah. completely. Yeah. He's like non-existent. <laughs> Disappear. If there's invisibility a cloak. Yeah, if there's a motion activated light, yeah. it would not switch on. No. <laughs> <laughs> so him and I go through my room and we're like, we're just going to chill here and let whatever's happening there happen. And you two are quite close. Yeah. So we're just chilling in my room, listening to the whole debacle, trying to like get our mind off things. Next thing you know, my, we are, my stepdad starts to call us. So we're like, fuck, okay. So we go into um, the room that they were fighting in. And um, we walk in, whatever. And my mom is like sitting on the bed and she's fucking crying her eyes out. And my stepdad's standing in front of her. And then he says to us, no, I want you guys to know that I'm doing this to your mom because she doesn't listen. And this is God's way of, of punishing people who don't listen to their husbands. And so my brother and I are like, what the fuck is going on? So my mom stands up to go to the bathroom. And my stepdad grabs her and like pushes her back onto the bed. And she stands up again. And she's like, I just want to go to the fucking bathroom. And he like pushes her onto the floor. And then Chris like steps in. And he's like, you can't do that. Like leave her alone. And he's all like, I can do whatever the fuck I want to. And then... um we were both kind of standing there like, okay, and like, what the, what the fuck now? Like, what, what is even going on? And then um, she stood up again. And then um, he like grabbed her again. And that's when she told us to go back to my room. So we go back to my room. And that's when he started beating her for the first time. 
So he beat the fuck out of her or whatever. And then um, I don't know exactly what happened. I'm pretty sure we went and took Chris back to school that night. And then that's when like the abuse kind of started. And then I was like the only one at the house at the time. So it was very hard because I was like 10, maybe 11, 11, maybe 12. Yeah, I think 11, 12. And um, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't really know much about this type of shit. And, um, you know, my whole support system is gone away from me. So I was very confused. And whenever Chris would come back on the weekends, um, they wouldn't really fight. Like, everything would be fine. And we'd go visit my grandparents and we'd spend a lot of time with my grandparents. And so we wouldn't really, they wouldn't really fight much. And then, like, the week would start and then it would just fucking start all over again he once hit her and like beat her so badly she fucking broke her wrist he now because we didn't have power (laughs) in that house fuck um (laughs) sorry (laughs) he used to have to use one of those like headlamps no no (laughs) i'm sorry it just gives me the ick when i think about this big ass man trying to have a woman beat with With a headlamp (laughs) so he had butted her with that on once oh wow <laughs> yeah and um a lot of shit happened when we were at that house i walked out of my room and found her unconscious covered in blood and he was just like chilling watching tv which was like super slam loved that um and no one really like knew <laughs> what was going on yeah and i was getting in so much trouble at school because I wasn't getting any of my schoolwork done because like so I remember this really vividly I had this history teacher and we had a student teacher that was also there in that history class that he was studying and in the beginning of each term we would have like three topics that we were going to talk about that term and so in the beginning of each term we would have to make a collage on two pages of the topics that we were going to be discussing and that would be you know the the next chapter And now I lived in a house where my mom was getting beat every night where we weren't really getting fed until one o'clock in the fucking morning and I had no fucking electricity. (laughs) So it was hard for me to focus on my schoolwork. (laughs) So I did not do this collage and this became a reoccurring issue in my history class where every single day my history teacher would ask me about this thing and I would constantly say to her, I don't have a chair, I don't have a chair, I don't have a chair, I don't have a chair. And I just remember I was constantly getting in so much trouble because there was like three other projects I was behind in. And then we got pulled out of a classroom once for a project we were behind in. And then when I got pulled out of that classroom, that classroom, I was also behind in a project in that class. So my teacher came out and asked this other teacher why they're pulling me out of class. And they're like, no, it's because Megan hasn't done this. Then the next thing. And then this teacher was like, well, she also hasn't done this. Then the next thing. And I'm shitting myself because I'm like, I'm in all this shit. I don't know how to tell these people what the fuck is going on in my life. So I'm just standing there taking all this cuck. And so um, I end up like trying to like get this fucking history project done. Because that's like the one that was like up my ass the most about it the other one i just failed and i was like whatever i don't care i'll fail it (laughs) whatever so um i remember one night my mom and my stepdad got into a really big fight and he beat the shit out of her so i was like well i can't fucking like how am i supposed to now go ask mom please will you help me with my history project after you've just had the shit beaten out of you yeah so the next morning we wake up 
and I tell my mom, I'm like, listen, I know, <laughs> I know there's a lot going on right now, but I'm getting in a lot of trouble at school. Yeah. I really need to do this project. So she sat with me that morning, like an hour before school. Now I lived poos far from school. It used to take me like an hour and a half to get to school. So I was up at like four o'clock in the fucking morning. Now we're sitting there fucking printing pictures and I shit you not, my fucking printer runs out of ink. Oh, wow. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like in a fucking state knowing what's about to happen at school history is like my first class of the day i'm just like what the fuck so anyways we print what we can the pictures you can barely fucking see them you like you can't see what's on them it was just a shit show and I, i haven't even had time to stick them in my book like i've just had time to print these pictures out so i just shove the pages in my book and i'm like let's just fucking go so i get to my history class the next day <clears throat> well that day and this student teacher comes to me and he's like, have you done your project? Like he does every fucking class. So I say to him, I haven't done it, but I have the pictures. Yeah, I just need to cut them out and I need to stick them. Now he's shooting me cuck. He's like, how can you print them and not have time to stick it out? I'm like, don't ask me these questions that you don't want the motherfucking answers to. Yeah. Right? So I sit that lesson. I cut out my pictures. I stick my pictures, whatever. There, this history teacher. She calls me. She's like, man, come here. You're going to sit here in front of my desk. Because I'm going to make sure you start doing your work. And I'm like, you fucking, fuck you, bruh. So I sit in front of her desk. Now she starts doing what all those teachers do. And they're trying to get up all in your business of like, why don't you want to do your work? Blah, 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 blah. Now I've been dealing with what I've been dealing with for like three months now. So I fucking crack. And I tell this bitch, well, to be honest, my mom gets beat every fucking night. So I don't really have time to be sticking pictures. No, now she wants to... Now she's fucking all apologetic to me. And which concerned. I'm, yeah. And then, you know what this bitch does? Do you think I need to phone your mom and your stepdad and have a meeting with them? What? I'm like, bitch, are you fucking insane? Are you... Are you just going to make it so much worse. Girl, now I have to go home that day and tell my mom that I've spilled the beans about what's happened at school and she might be getting a phone call from my school. Yeah. And if not her, my stepdad. So what's going to happen next? Is he just going to beat you more? Yeah. So that's how my school handled that situation, which was great. Hectic. Yeah. My mom also moved houses a lot because of it. Like she'd move in and out of different houses. And then she moved into this one place. And then he found her. And then he came to her house. Then he beat down her door. Then he drove over her with a car, which was not the first time he's done that. He drove over her with a car twice. Which was really funny. <laughs> like, okay. And um, the best part of all of it. <laughs> so all this shit happens. Eventually I move out of a house. There was a lot of shit that happened. A lot of abuse. Let's just yeah. put it that way. So eventually my dad finds out. There's a whole shit show. Like my mom and I are in and out of hundreds of different houses. Trying to get away from this man. Then she's going back to him. Then the abuse starts. It's a fucking shit show. Eventually... Me and Chris, we moved to my dad. So I moved to my dad. Then she says, no, she's also going to move. She's going to leave this man, blah, 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 blah. This was around December time. I was like 13 years old. So we're all like, cool, she's going to come down, whatever. Christmas comes, Christmas goes. She doesn't come back after saying she was going to come back. So my birthday is in January. So we go up to visit her around my birthday to see what the fuck is going on. So I go up to visit her she pulls me aside into her room and she's all like okay megan like i need to talk to you about something i'm like okay cool like what's what's up she's like well 
I just want to let you know that on Christmas Eve I got married to your abusive stepdad and none of you were invited. <laughs> Is that your stepdad? Not the current one, no. Oh, I was just about to be like, bitch, do you want me to throw down? <laughs> no. That was my first stepdad. Then they got married. Then he hit her with a car a few more times. Then he beat the shit out of her a few more times. Then they eventually went their separate ways. Then they got back together because... So then I, they went their separate ways. I moved back to my mom and... Why'd you move back to your mom? I was having shit living with my dad. Ah. Then after that, I moved back to my mom, lived with her. And then like two weeks before my 15th birthday, she brought abusive stepdad back into my life. And he was back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then she was with him for a few months. Then she had an affair on him. Then she left him. Then she met this other guy. And now it's your turn. And then we'll come back to me. But now it's your turn to, 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 okay. to go. Okay, so... Ooh, this one's going to get... Mm, okay, so I have... Mm, let me just do it. So school was... I also didn't do my school school homework. <laughs> what a rebel what a rebel um mainly because there were fights the whole fucking time yeah the one night um my mom stripped her shit and she was fucking fighting with everyone and we had this in this we also moved houses a fuck ton mm. okay we lived in this one really nice house and then i don't know why we left but i remember in that specific house she one night surprised us with like she filled the entire table with fruit. Like for dinner, we had fucking grapes and strawberries and weird ass shit. That's why I do think she had some form of like psychosis or something where mm. she would go on like a manic episode. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say she's bipolar because mm. that it doesn't completely go with that. But she had one of those high manic episodes where she just filled the entire thing with like fruits and shit. Anyway, so she she did that. And then um, we moved a lot. and But I stayed in the same school. Because there's not like a district school type vibe in South Africa as far as I know. You can fucking put your kid in any school no matter where you stay. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that, that has a, play, a role to play in is that if you're in a certain district, the school in that district is not allowed to turn you away. Oh. So you can go to any school, yeah, yeah, but yeah. those schools outside of your district are allowed to say to you, mm, we can't accept you. The okay. school that you're in that district then, they're not allowed to say oh, to you, you can't come here. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So didn't do a lot of my schoolwork. And then this one teacher, he was, he wasn't my teacher at that moment. He was like the, what do you call the, not the, the principal, the second principal, like the... Um, in Afrikaans, it's the Atiyankwaf. Yeah, the um, the deputy head. There we go. So he was, I don't know if he was assigned to like look after me or some shit. But anyway, he kept on like just sh popping out of nowhere and mm. being like, hey, are you okay? So we kind of got, he became like a grand, and he looked a lot like my grandfather that passed away, which was quite weird. And I loved my granddaddy. Okay, mm. he was the coolest shit ever. When he got cancer and he was in a wheelchair, he let me fucking push him around 
everywhere. Mm. That poor man was, I think, sleeping in his wheelchair. But if I wanted to fucking race down the road with him, he was like, okay, Hade, let's do it. And he always did this magic trick where he would hide chocolates at the top of his sleeve and then flip his finger and it would slide down to his hand. And then I think my grandfather could make chocolates appear. Okay, so he was the shitners, the shizners, all of the above. Anyway, so um, mother didn't help me with any of my schoolwork. I helped my sisters and them with their schoolwork. Their projects were fucking A. Me and Sunny um, would play school school and I would teach her everything that I learned in school. And that kid is fucking brilliant. Can I just say I want to take credit for the fact that she's so fucking smart? She's an actuary right now. Okay. Do you know how difficult it is to study actuarism? Okay. I fucking had a part in that. Okay. You slay girl. Let me just say that. Mm. Anyway. You walked so she could yeah. run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so school didn't go that great. And then one day little old me decided when I was, I think I was in grade two, which is about what, eight? No, no, no. I'm lying. I wasn't grade two. This happened when I was in grade four. When I was grade six. There we go. There we go. Grade six. I was what? 11, 12. I decided that I was going to commit suicide because I was like done with this shit. Okay. This is not, this is not YOLO. And obviously back then I didn't know much about offing thyself unaliving you know so i i took a canister of doom okay which is i don't know what it is anywhere else in the world but doom in south africa is basically the go-to insect repellent okay yeah. a little spray can so i take a glass or a plastic cup and i spray the doom did you drink doom Bitch, so I spray this doom into the cup. Because you know if you spray something for long enough, it makes liquid. Okay, so I spray this fucking whole can of doom into this thing. Bitch, I try to drink it. It tastes bloody awful. I'm like, okay, I need to fucking add some shit into this because I'm not going to drink this. And then... We're going to die. At least make it taste good. Yeah, at least make it taste good. So, bitch, I add oros to that shit. Okay. So... Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking gobble down this shit, okay? And I'm like... Yes, bitch. It takes the mm. ants a minute to die. Okay, we need <laughs> So maybe it's just gonna take a while. So that night I go to bed. Guess what? Next morning I wake up. <laughs> Bruh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I don't understand. How am I alive? I fucking drank a whole can of doom till this day. I don't understand how it didn't do anything to me. I didn't even get a runny stomach at all. It did nothing. Fucking nothing. Okay. Anyway, so. I go to school and my friends are like, oh, how was your day? And now, obviously, I'm so disappointed. I have no filter. And I'm like, I fucking tried to kill myself and it didn't work. Okay. So this one friend, we were such good friends. Okay. And she decides she's this typical, what I remember from her, she's this typical, like, goody two shoes, um, very strict parents, but she's quite strict, almost like a, a Sunday school girl. Okay. Anyway, so she decides... That she's going to go tell the teacher that was appointed to look after me. Yes. Now, in that grade, we had maths with him. Okay. And I did fucking good in maths. Because maths wasn't something you had to study for. It wasn't something that you had to fucking really do much homework for. And he knew I wasn't doing my homework. But I did so well in the tests because I actually paid attention in class. Because, you know, I had like this relationship with him. And he always would come to me. Um, after we wrote a test and he, he would come and tell me my fucking marks on the test and he would be like, yeah, you did, you got like 100% for your maths test. So that motivated me, you know, 
to like, mm. yeah. So she went, this friend, and she went to go tell him that I decided to kill myself. Or try to. Or try to. And then I can't remember much that happened because of that, but there wasn't really any repercussions as far as I remember. I just know he became... Okay. When I got put on suicide watch at school, you know what they did? They took away my scissors. I wasn't allowed to cut anything out at school. I wasn't allowed... Like, teachers weren't allowed to hand me scissors. I wasn't allowed scissors in my pencil case. I was getting checked on morning, afternoon, before I left school. I was getting teachers check my wrists in the bathrooms every day. Oh, you see, I drank doom. And cut myself. I wasn't smart like that. Okay, but still. <laughs> I got put on like a lockdown. Yeah. Tell me you drank a can of doom and they were all like, mm, well, <laughs> I don't. like next time. So he came and he, I remember he spoke to me. Uh. And I think I told him that she lied. I think I denied it as far as I remember. Anyway. Mm, I so deny that. <laughs> this bitch stops talking to me. Oh. Okay. And now I'm like super upset he's spaghetti because I already do not have a lot of friends. Mm. And now fucking she doesn't want to talk to me. Mm. So the one day her mom's sitting in her car, chilling there, waiting for her to go. So I'm fucking, I'm walking up to her mom. Mm. And I'm like, I just want to ask you, because I asked her, why aren't we friends anymore? And she said, my mom says we can't be friends anymore. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I walk up to this lady. And if I think back now how she looked, she reminds me of like old school Catholic ladies. Okay. So, you know, with the the short curly hair, the brown hair and the glasses and the fucking pearls, all that. And the pink lip stiffy. So I fucking walk up to her and I'm like, excuse me, miss. Why can me and whatever not be friends anymore? What up? And she said, no, because I think you're a bad influence. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So obviously, this is now disastrous mm. because now the friends are basically being split in two. No, I lie. They stopped being friends with me. So now I don't really have a lot of friends. So now what mm. am I going to do in my break time? Put it. In, in poser. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> I have no friends. So I decide I'm going to become part of the library assistants because they are in the library at break time. Mm. So I'm like, I got a little fucking tag on my thing that said Media Centrum Prefect. Okay. And I was organizing books. That is when my love for books started. So I'm organizing the books in break time. I don't need no friends. But then I befriended two people within the, the library. That friendship didn't last very well because apparently when I became friends with them, they started fighting. Mm. And then they kicked me out again. So I made another friend somewhere along the way. It, it's very confusing. I never had a consistent pair of friends up until I met this one bitch. Where her friends, she was part of the popular group, but then her friends kicked her out and then me and her became friends. And I was so chuffed because she was one of the popular girls. And I remember I used to plait my hair the way she plaited it because she was cool. And now I'm her friend, okay? Because her friends don't want to be her friend. But unbeknownst to me, it didn't up my social standing. It just downgraded hers. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Funny how that works. Funny. So... Me and her became really good friends and she was a social butterfly. And that would be my first long lasting friendship, I would almost say. I had another friend that I also made that, but she went away and she came back. And when she came back, she went away before my parents or before my mom's accident. And she came back after my mom's accident. And the first thing she told me when she came back was, I brought horse pictures for you. Because before the accident, I was also into horses. After the accident, I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) bad vibes. (laughs) Fuck that horse. So 
you know, when she said that, <laughs> like, I clicked that she wanted to be my friend and that was the one thing that she remembered. But yeah. I was like, this isn't a good thing for me anymore. <laughs> okay. Actually, bitch. Yeah, which is funny because the other day when I went to go watch Kuis perform at one of his fucking shows, I saw her mother and her sister. <laughs> and we had, like, a whole conversation. And her mom used to say uh. that I'm brilliant, she's brilliant, but together we're a fucking... It's a shit show. Anyway. But that friendship, she as I've seen her now as an adult and we laugh about so much shit. Anyway, so I befriend this one person, the, the cool girl, okay? That mm-hmm. is now no longer the cool girl. <laughs> Let's call her Betty. So myself and Betty become really good friends. And I tell Betty a little bit about my life, okay? And then Betty decides I'm going to, instead of being in like afternoon care, I'm going to go home with her. I'm going to go chill with her. We can do homework together. Her parents are fantastic. She has an adoptive brother. Her parents are very loving. So we become really good friends. And I wanted to have sleepovers. Now, I remember when I was about in grade one, a friend phoned. And they wanted me to have a sleepover. And I asked my mom. Now, this was before the accident. My mom just said no. And I remember saying, uh, my mom says no. And then I never got invited to a sleepover ever again. Okay? So that's one of the things that I remember of my mom before the accident. So... But anyway, Betty decides we're going to have a sleepover. Mm. So I asked my mom, I'm like, listen, bitch, please. I've never been to a sleepover. The last time a friend fucking invited me for a sleepover, please can I go? <laughs> and she's like, no, you're going to get up to shit. So in my belittled brain, I make a deal with my mother. I tell her, because she loved hitting me with a belt. That was like her, what do you call it? Like her, I don't want to say her kink because I don't think it was sexual, but like that was like her thing, okay? Because she broke too many wooden spoons, so she was tired of buying new wooden spoons where belts wouldn't break. My mom used to have a belt that she'd hit my brothers <laughs> with because I didn't really get physically abused. Shame that was more so them, yeah. but they locked me in a cupboard <laughs> once, so they would they had this cupboard and they'd sit right at the top of it, <clears throat> and I wanted to go up there one day. So I did, and then they locked me in there, and then my mom found me locked in there, so she hit them with the belt, but she, <laughs> her belt had those little, like, she had little, like, steel shapes on it, Yeah. and the boys would have little steel shapes wrapped around their bums after oh, getting shit. beat. One time she ripped Bob with it, and it wrapped around, and it hit him right on his donglong. Oh, shame. Oh. Sorry. I just thought so, it was funny. Yeah. So I made a deal with her. That she could hit me before I go for the sleepover. So I would be willing Pinch. to bend down and take a, like, a solid smack to the butt with the belt. We kind of like argued. We negotiated. And I was like, I'd do that if I can go to the sleepover. And she's like, okay, three hits. And I was like, okay. But then you promise I can go to the sleepover. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So she gets the fucking belt. Okay. I let my friend know. I'm like, bitch, I can. The next day at school, I'm like, I can fucking come sleepover. I don't tell her. About the hitting thing. Anyway, get home. I fucking pack my shit. And mama's like, okay, it's time now. Bitch, I bend down. Hits me three times. Okay? Painful as shit. Mm. Okay? Because she's going all out. Because this is now a free fall. This is now... And I remember her face. Because she had like a... I don't know if the houses still have that. But like a full fucking mirror on the one wall. Mm. And her bed was across from it. Um, I could see her face in that and she got so much joy out of this. Anyway, so from there on for the rest, for like two years, every time I wanted to go sleep over, I got beat for shit I was going to do wrong. Okay. Now, what I didn't realize at that point was that in my mind, I was like, okay, now I'm already getting beaten 
for shit I'm going to do wrong. So why the fuck am I not doing anything wrong? (laughs) May as fucking well. May as fucking well. Make it worth my while. Yeah, so at age 13, I started smoking. I got twinsies. I got drunk as shit for the first time. And funny little side note, throughout all of this, um, this friend, Betty and myself, stayed friends. Mm. And then when I was about 16, I moved away. My Because I went to my aunt and my grandmother and everybody for a holiday. And when we went on holiday there, all three of the sisters went. So Sunny and Annie would stay by my grandmother. And I would stay by my mom's younger sister because me and her were like fucking close, okay? And then the one night or the one morning she woke up and I wet the bed, which was... Uh, I wouldn't say a reoccurring thing. It didn't happen that much. But I remember physically dreaming that I go and I pee. And then I just peed in the bed. So I don't think, I don't necessarily think it was a trauma thing. Mm. I think it was just, I didn't actually go to the fucking bathroom. Because I remember whenever it was time to go to bed, I would go to bed and I would close my door. And my two sisters would sleep with me and I would sleep with a knife under my pillow. Because I was scared for if she came in the middle of the night and just started beating on us. And because they were never beaten, um... I had this thing where she's going to start beating them soon. So Mm. I have to protect them. And somebody did break into our house. So I was scared of that. And I remember in the hallway, I could hear her footsteps going down the hallway. So I was like super scared of that. At one point, I got a book because she drank a fuck ton. Okay. I remember even telling some of my friends at school that my mom's an alcoholic. And they would all, when my mom came to pick me up, they would run to the car and check like how tired her eyes were and they were like oh yeah your mom is totally an alcoholic why i thought that was okay to share with people i don't know but anyway so i i told everyone my mom's a whore so it's okay (laughs) so i got into one of her bottles of wine to try and help me sleep because i noticed if i'm drunk i sleep like a fucking baby Mm. so i think i was low-key an alcoholic at the age of 13 but anyway so um i wouldn't want to leave my room at night Because then I'd fucking maybe bump into her. And I think that's why I would pee in my bed. Because, you know, I'm too scared to fucking leave. So that happened at my aunt. And my aunt got really concerned about me. And then the one night after, like, bitch, it was bad. Like, I think if I did not phone my aunt that night, my mom, she probably would have killed me. She probably would have beaten me to death. So I phoned my aunt and I asked her, can I please come stay with you? And then... That set in motion something that was quite strange. I stayed with my aunt until matric, until I was 18. And then after I finished school, the next day she put me on a plane back to my mother. Because things went a bit south there too. And then so I came back to my mother. And then I was friends with Betty again. Even when I lived in the different province, Betty would message me and I would write her essays and email it to her. Because I was like really good at writing essays. My English teachers loved me. And then, so me and Betty became friends again. When we got older, we actually lived together. And then one day, I found a letter in Betty's cupboard because I was looking for clothes. And then there was a, a letter and I couldn't not open it. And then inside the letter, it was her mom explaining to her that I'm a bad influence. And she understood why my mother did to me what she did to me. Because I try and play the victim. What? And needless to say, me and her are no longer friends. But yeah. And if I see, I see her parents every now and again. And then I'm like, yes, yes. So after that, I kind of got 
I don't want to say a complex, but a whole thing of like, I don't want to be a victim. They fucking mm. said that I'm a manipulative bitch and that I deserved what happened to me. And I just stand in the corner playing the victim. I'm like, yes, that's it's quite intense, eh? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. I don't understand. A child with no power is getting beat and they're not a victim? And they're not a victim. Yeah, I don't know. I d- I'm not sure. But anyway, so I was the asshole that also left my two sisters with my mother. As far as I know, she never got physical with them. Just emotionally abusive. Um, the middle one, we've spoken a lot about this, Sunny. And she's okay. She still has a relationship with my mom. Right now, I also have one. The tiny one, Annie, she doesn't like her that much. But she tolerates her. But she, none of us understand why my dad is still with her mm. at all. And, but the little one got all emotional the one day. And she's like, I think dad's going to leave mom. And I'm like, well, fucking yeah. <laughs> like I would. And she got all like protective and emotional about it. It's very strange. So we all had different ways of growing up. The little one had, I don't want to say she had it the easiest, but she could do whatever the fuck she wanted. Like my mom would just fight with her and be mean with her, which is really bad. But she never, my mom wasn't strict with her. The middle one got more of the strictness and she watched me being beaten. And that's a lot for a child to go through. Mm. Um, but yeah, that is my, my thing. So yeah, you go. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, um, let's think. So, after my stepdad left, <laughs> my mom was working as a personal assistant for this guy who makes buildings. <laughs> and she met this other man that works there who was going through a divorce. And anyways, her and him decide they're going to become fuck buddies, ne? So all is well that ends well, I guess. But it didn't end well. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but anyways. So. They stopped fucking around and shit. Because my mom's all like. I'm in love. And he's all like. Bitch. I just want to get my dick wet. <laughs> and she's all like. Okay. Well, I'm a horse. It's fine. You can do whatever you want with me. So. Him and I stopped fucking around doing their thing. Then, um, I can't exactly remember what happened, but my mom hurt her shoulder, and she had to have have, she had to have an operation. Now, just before she had this operation, she goes onto a little dating website and she meets this man. Okay, and so I am going to this birthday party the one night. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm going on my my first date with this man. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sleeping out. So it's fine. I'll see you tomorrow. So she goes on a date. I go to my party. The next day, I message her. I'm like, hey, when are you going to come fetch me? Girl, do I not hear from this woman for about four hours? Now I'm thinking my mother's been fucking killed. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So um, I'm all stressed and shit. Meantime, I phoned the whole fucking world. Eventually, I get hold of her. She had fucking food poisoning from sushi. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, anyways. So, this starts this little relationship with her and this guy. And he starts coming around. He has two kids of his own. Everything's groovy. Sean on arm. And they start kicking things off, whatever. And they start this relationship. Everything's going great. Everything's going groovy. We end up moving in with him. Everything's great. Everything's groovy. 
Um, and then our, all of us end up moving from the house we were staying in to a different house. Because he was building a third house. Okay. So we moved from his original house to a rental in the estate that we were going to move to the house that he was building. So we're all like, sweet, cool, love it. So we move into that house and that is when like all the shit starts. So these two kids and my mom, they don't get along. My mom hates them. She fucking just doesn't want anything to do with them. So she starts treating them really fucking poorly. It started with my stepbrother and she would like try and turn the whole family against these kids. And they like fucking nine and not even. I think they were like nine and eleven or something. And... So she starts basically telling these kids that how awful they are and they fucking kids of the devil and they just these god awful kids. She makes my stepdad make him hate his own kids. Um, it was a fuck show. And then she like kind of started like forcing my stepdad to neglect them, which was really fucked up. Um, and whatever. And then while all of this is going on, she is having an affair with the guy she met at the place she used to work at oh wow yeah so all of that shebang's happening and then her and my stepdad start butting heads so now every time they fight she makes me pack up my shit and we go to a fucking boyfriend's house and then she fucks her boyfriend then we stay there for a couple of days then her and her boyfriend fight then we go back to my stepdad's house so anyways then he proposes now he doesn't know about the whole affair he proposes to my mom my mom says yes they get married everything's hunky-dory meantime she had been telling my dad that she still wasn't legally divorced yet from my ex-stepdad but then she got married to my new stepdad so my dad was all like what the fuck like i'm not following what your my mom pathological liar so anyways so they have their little wedding whatever meantime she's still having an affair that does not stop so we eventually move to the new house and shit just gets worse like the shit with the kids are just getting worse they acting out my mother's fucking acting like a crazy person she would only let them eat two minute noodles for like three months they weren't allowed to leave their rooms they were allowed to go to school and come home and then they were only allowed to be in their rooms they weren't allowed fucking anything um i'm not gonna get too much into that side of things because i have not dealt with that and it is still very not a great topic so anyways so shit goes down between her and my stepdad now every time it happens we fucking run from one house to the next for the next like let's say like two to three years we fucking back and forth from house to house even my boyfriend at one time he's like babe like Who's who in the zoo here? Because one day I'm with you and your mom's fucking this guy. And the next day I'm with you and she's fucking this guy. Like, yeah. I'm confused. I'm like, dude, I'm also confused. You're confused. I'm fucking confused, bro. Yeah. So then <clears throat> she gets bad between my mom and my stepdad. It like starts like having like a ripple effect through the family. The families are like fighting. It's just fucking chaos. The kids are getting like the fucking short end of the stick. It's just a fucking, it's a mess. And so while all of this is happening, my mom is just her usual fucking crazy fucking self. She'll fight with fucking anyone. She makes up stories. She changes stories so that you look like a bad guy. My brother had this girlfriend and him, my brother and his girlfriend came to visit my dad because my dad was most in a different province. So comes to visit my dad. So I go to visit his girlfriend's mom for the night. Um... 
and then I get back to my mom's house, and she fucking throws it in my mouth. She's like, why don't you just ask her to be your mother then? I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Cool. My mom also used to like to throw anything negative my dad ever did in everyone's face. Um, she would say, like, he's not a good father. He fucking is the reason that they got divorced. He's this, he's that, he's the next thing. But then when things were on good terms, then he was the best fucking thing since last fucking bread. Then he, I'm just so glad that he's the he's the dad to my children, and he's mm. just such an amazing dad. And mm. then someone would say to him, and all of a sudden he's the world. She told she told people that my dad kidnapped us, and that he held us from her and wouldn't let her see us. He fucking put us in boarding school and never let us come home. He used to make her pay for everything, which is all fucking bullshit. And then, so, the mom starts, well, is still busy having this affair. And shit starts going, like, really, really south with her and my stepdad. They're fighting all the fucking time. He bought her a coffee shop. She ran it to the fucking ground. They're in financial debt. She, it's just a fuck show. And then one day, my oldest brother, Bob, he decides to tell my stepdad that my mom is having an affair. So, I join this conversation. We confirm it. Whole big fucking shit show. My stepdad starts gathering up all his little evidence about how he's going to confront my mom. So, on her birthday, he confronts her, which I think is fucking brilliant. So, her fucking instant reaction is, No, you know, you can't go through my stuff. That's private. And he's all like, bitch, you're literally fucking another man. Surely have a yeah. right to know that. So, that's how it's a whole big fight. She fucking manipulates the shit out of, her way, out of the situation. She's all like, no. She literally says to him, No, I'm in such a dark hole that I don't feel like... I'm deserving of you. So that's why I had an affair. Because I don't deserve to be with you. Yeah. Slay. Oh, my brother also had a thing with one of my friends, my little brother. Then my oldest brother started having this thing with that same friend a couple years later. This made my middle brother spiral. And when my mom found out about it, she told me that if he killed himself, she'd blame me for it because it was my fault. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyways, so um, we helping my stepdad get all this evidence he confronts her she manipulates him he takes her back he's like i'm not gonna leave her we're all like what the fuck is wrong with you dude so i messaged my brother and i'm all like that went to shit like what the fuck do we do now so he picks us up we go to his girlfriend's house the three of us are talking we're all like no we're gonna go confront them we go back to the house my mom and stepdad are there and we walk into the house the first thing my mom thinks is no my brother and his girlfriend are fucking pregnant i'm like oh you have another fucking thing coming for you so <laughs> my oldest brother bob he decides he's going to start this conversation so he comes into the lounge and he's like well so he's like b and quiz heard the fight that happened and we heard about the affair and we want to know what the fuck is going on she's all like this has nothing to do with you blah blah blah, blah. he's all like this is our family this has everything to do with us mm. um hello meantime she doesn't know that we the ones that told my stepdad let alone that he knows that we know yeah the whole shebang and but i'm also like how do you think we don't know i'm with you like me like i am with her i was with her all the fucking time i'm with you from house to house literally the room i stay in at my at your boyfriend's house is underneath the room that you two sleep in i hear you fuck every other night i'm not dumb yeah you know i'm also not like fucking six years old i'm not an idiot then she's all like no um 
this has nothing to do with you guys this is like none of your business my rose or like this is absolutely our business so then she fucking switches complete 180 she's all like no you guys are the reason i had an affair it's your fault i had an affair oh wow. so i look at her and i'm like you're telling me i made you sleep with another man my fucking oldest brother bobby is also like you're telling me i took another man's dick and put it inside your vagina <laughs> <laughs> like what and then she looks at my middle brother Chris, and she goes he's the only one that has nothing to do with this but he's getting cocked out just as much as everyone he's just sitting there he's like bitch i haven't seen you in like six months like what is going on he's just sitting there like can this be over so this goes back and forth and then it starts getting really heated so we're all like you know what let's just dip because we know how this is gonna go the minute my mom gets in this it just fucking spirals out of control from there it's just fucking screaming she gets physical with bob she fucking shouts at me she's just fucking breaking shit it's just a mess so i say to bob and chris i'm like let's just fucking leave like i can't do this anymore so we got all our shit and we're like we're gonna fucking we're gonna leave bye bitch bye so as we're trying to get up and leave keep mind my stepdad's sitting there mouth closed letting her blame us for this affair meantime he knows the whole fucking story and i'm just like Bruh, he's been treating on you longer than you've been married. And you, you're just going to let her... Okay, yeah. cool. Love that for me. So, whole shebang happens. We're getting up. We're getting ready to leave. So, we start packing up our stuff, whatever. She gets all up in, in Bob's face. And he's all like, what, bitch? Are you going to hit me again? Like, you've hit me plenty. Like, what now? Yeah. So... I'm all like, let's just fucking, let's just go. Let's just like, get the fuck out of here. So, I'm trying to get everybody out the fucking door. So, anyways... <clears throat> So, she starts having, like, a go at me out of nowhere. Like, the minute she's not getting a reaction out of Bob, she starts having, like, a whole fucking shit fit at me. She's screaming at me, shouting at me. She's like, you're the worst fucking person ever. You're such a fucking hypocrite. You're not my... And she's just, you're not my judge, jury, and executioner. I'm like, oh, wow. that was intense. <laughs> but, okay. So, um, we start getting ready to leave. Now she's fucking going at me and she's coming for me. So, Bob pushes me out the front door. And he's like, just get in my car so now we have me and bob no me and chris are on the outside of the front door and chris is holding the door shut while bob is on the inside standing in front of the door keeping her out while i get into the car now i'm smart i get in the car and then i lock the motherfucking doors because i know this game all too motherfucking well so i lock the doors i get in the car <laughs> bob's trying to open the door and chris is like holding it shut because he doesn't understand so because <laughs> he thinks it's my mother <laughs> so they're fighting over the store Pooh's <laughs> funny but now the way the house is set up where the front door is so it's like this and then there's like a wall and then there's another room which has a sliding door so she runs to the sliding door and she tries to get out from the sliding door side so that's when bob screams at chris and he's like hey, you open the fucking door i'm trying to get out bruh so <clears throat> he opens the door whatever and she realizes that that sliding door gate is locked so <laughs> she can't get out of there so by the time everybody's outside then she gets back to the front door now there's no one holding the door anymore so now i'm sitting in the car she gets to the car she starts yanking on the car door i'm thinking she's gonna rip this fucking car door off and oh meantime the minute we arrive there now we're already having all this shit the minute we arrive there the gate closed on bob's car's door <laughs> so <laughs> just didn't start well from shit the get-go yeah so anyway so we're standing there he's screaming she's screaming eventually we'll all just get back in the fucking car 
and we drive up to the gate we realize no one has keys to open the fucking gate so i'm like well i'm not going back in there because this bitch is trying to fucking attack me and the difference between me and bob is if she hits me i'm hitting back you mm. know so i'm like i'm not getting out of there so chris is also like i'm not fucking getting out of there he can't deal with conflict so bob's like fine i'll go get the keys so he goes he gets his keys <clears throat> well he goes to get the keys then my mom's all like yeah you see this is it like if you guys leave i don't want you here you're not my kids i don't want anything to do with you just get the fuck away from me i don't want to know you basically tunes us fuck off get out i don't want to see you anymore you're not my kids so we're like fucking sweet then you're not my mom i can go both ways so she my brother gets the keys from her then she's all like you see this is the reason i'm gonna fucking kill myself then he's all like, okay, and what about your daughter that keeps trying to kill herself? Like, yeah. what about her? Then she looks at my stepdad and you see, she goes, you see, they always just try and make it a fucking competition. Then he's like, bitch, what? He's like, okay. So he gets the keys from her and she's like, I just want you to understand if you leave, you're never coming back. None of you are ever welcome in my house ever again. He's like, bitch, just open the fucking gate. Like, I don't care. So she... That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> literally. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> just threw that at you. Um, so we end up leaving. She phones my dad within seconds. You better come fetch your kids right fucking now. They're not my fucking children. I don't fucking want them. What a, what a, what a, what a, what a whole fucking shit show. So she kicks us out. She tells us to fuck off. So we're like, okay, uh, groovy. That's fun. So that's Sunday. That happened on like a Thursday. That's Sunday. We have to go back to the house because my dad's come to fetch us. Now we're moving to a new province. Sorry, ne? I'm in the middle of my matric year. <laughs> I'm told, Askizne, you have to leave. So yeah, he kicked out of my mom's house. I'm like, okay, love that for me. So, oh, but before this, the next day, I wake up and I realize I don't have any of my medication. Now, guys, I need my meds. <laughs> I'm heavily mentally unstable. I need my meds. So Bob also realizes he's left his wallet, his car, his house keys, um and something else there so i'm like fuck well we need to go so i phone my stepdad and i'm like listen this is all the stuff that's that i've left like i need to come and fetch it he goes oh well uh, i'll have to let you know i'm like what do you mean you'll have to let me know i want to come and i want to fetch my stuff well actually your mom she tried to overdose on all your pills so you don't actually have any pills left i'm like this bitch <laughs> like could you find your own pills yeah. that bitch is literally allergic to fucking panado like she has such bad medical issues she's allergic to any medication you she give her she could have on some panado literally and i'm like but you had to fucking bitch and also now i'm pissed as fuck with my stepdad because i'm like i've done all of this for you and you didn't even step up for me yeah. like what an asshole so me and my brother we drive to the house and we go fetch now he gives me his card because i'm like well then you're fucking buying me new medication like what the fuck mm. so we go now first of all he won't even open the gate to let me into my own fucking house he walks up to the gates and he hands me my stuff through the gates okay so i take the stuff and i fucking go ballistic on this man i'm like fuck you for i'm like if you really believe what she is saying you have to be the most naive person i have ever met in my entire fucking life you have no fucking backbone then he's like oh well i said her name twice to try and calm her down i'm like yes what a man what would i do without you thank you so much you did so much for me oh my god you basically stopped the whole fight from happening 
I should just kiss your feet and praise the ground you walk on. Yeah. You know? So him and I get into a puss big fight, whatever. Then I'm like, you know, then he's all like, no, you have to understand. I have my kids to think about. I'm like, this bitch abuses your kids. Like, yeah. that should be what you're thinking about. I don't understand what you're... Okay, cool. Whatever. So me and my brother go, we, we get me new mates. That Sunday, we go to the house to pack my shit. Because <clears throat> I was the only one living there at the time. So both the boys were just visiting. So they had to fetch their stuff. But I'm the only one that had to like pack up their like whole room. <laughs> so I go, I start packing my stuff. Then she starts fucking manipulating. Now she won't come out of the room. She's locked herself in her room. Now she starts trying to manipulate Bob. She's all like, no, he can only get this, this, and this of his if he comes in and talks to me. He can only do this, this, and this if he comes in and he speaks to me. I want to speak to him. And everybody's all like, nah, bitch. No one wants to fucking talk to you. Yeah. Like, you don't want us anymore, bitch. The fuck? Then she's all like, no, whole big fucking shenan. So then we end up coming to home. We come home. So we move, whatever, whole big fucking thing. Then for the next fucking week on Facebook, she's fucking posting pictures of everyone. Oh, my lovely kids. Oh, my Olika daughter. Oh, my this. Oh, my that. So Quiz starts getting very angry. And so does I. So Quiz and I start commenting on her Facebook page and tuning her cack, which caused a very big uproar. Then she posts a whole poem about mothers and how you should respect your mother. So Quiz goes off in the comments. And he's all like, why should I respect my mother when she's a bitch? <laughs> and I'm all like, fuck my mother. I hate her. Then she phones my dad. How are your kids being this fucking disrespectful? Wah, 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 wah. So then I phone her. And I'm all like, fuck you, bitch. Don't come at me, ho. Like, get my fucking face off your Facebook. <laughs> get my face off your facebook then she's all like you're not my judge jury and executioner you can't fucking tell me how i need to be punished blah 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 then i'm all like bitch you literally the reason i want to fucking kill myself like mm. hello can we just put two and two together yeah you think you're the reason you out you think i'm the reason you want to kill yourself what about how i want to how i feel i also want to kill myself <laughs> So then it was like a whole tit for tat of like who's going to kill themselves first. And I was like, bad girl, <laughs> I can play this game. Um, which was great fun. She threatened to phone my psychologist and tell my psychologist the truth about me. Because apparently I'm just this evil manipulator that's turning the whole world against her. Um, my stepdad also has decided to leave her which she has now said is all mine and my dad's doing we just sit and conspire every day about how we can ruin my mother's life and the only reason why Kuis won't speak to her is because I manipulate and brainwashed him so much that that I won't let him speak to her me his, his, little, sister. his little sister and um maybe now that he's living on his own and isn't under my malicious control maybe now he'll try and speak to her and this is also the same brother that i was um liable for his suicide if that had to have happened um which was great fun and then we got into an argument on the phone and we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and then she sent me a seven page letter a week later basically telling me that everything is my fault shut my phone off 
cancelled my contract so that I couldn't use my phone at all. Um, and told me how horrible I was and that I ruined her life. And now we haven't spoken in like three years. And that is a very big summary that didn't go into much detail. But that is what I'm willing to share with my thunder noodles. The noodly boobies. Yeah. That is what you guys are okay to know. The rest, maybe when we're a little closer, guys. <laughs> we don't need to go into everything all at once. So, hectic. Okay, so I currently do have a relationship with my mother. I confronted her about everything and how she was abusive and all that. And she denied it. To this day, she'll deny really? that it ever happened. She... According my to mama as well. Yeah. Every bad thing that ever happened, it never happened. It, never it was happened. all a figment yeah. of my imagination. Yeah. So I basically tried to write it off as the brain damage because maybe she doesn't remember, but I do think she does. There's a little part of me. I had to, I started seeing a psychologist when I lived with my aunt because one day she saw... I was busy explaining something to her and my shirt lifted up and then she saw that I was burning myself because mm. cutting wasn't cutting it. <laughs> so straightener, wow. trigger warning, guys. Straightener worked like a fucking bitch, man. So good. So I would burn myself with my straightener and then she saw the burn marks and then I had to start going to a psychologist and then it came out that I have extreme OCD, which I will get into now, but... Also, I am a self-mutilator and I had a raging eating disorder, which basically all dials down to control, me needing to control my situation, which is crazy because, I mean, I did fuck up. I did fuck mm. up. I started fights with her. I fucking, bitch, I stole her makeup. Like, I but did fuck up. None of that is is justifiable mm. for abuse. No, no, no. So one thing that started accumulating after her accident was stuff uh. in the house. Have you ever watched Hoarders? Basically that. So she would, if anybody would come visit our house, she would take her hoard as much as she could, hide as much as she could, and then the kitchen area where the people would be gathering, she would take all that shit, all the dirty dishes, all the trash, everything, the laundry that was on the kitchen table, fucking the dirty pots, everything, and she would dump it in my room. And close the door. And then just close all of the other doors. So they could only get into the kitchen. And it looked kind of presentable. Now I attempted to clean the house a few times. Didn't work. When I moved away. I think her hoard got worse. And she. The last house that we were staying in. That I stayed at before I went to my mom. When I came. Had to come back. They were staying in that same house. Because this was. They couldn't get. or Not they couldn't get kicked out. But the house was basically. A friend of my father who his brother was rich or some shit so he had this house in this bad neighborhood so he didn't really care what happened to it so they stayed there and the dogs would shit in the house and be in the house and it had carpets so it was if I say hoarders like I'm not I'm not exaggerating mm. it was quite bad you couldn't walk in the hallway you couldn't ha you couldn't sleep in your bed it was quite bad. We tried to keep our rooms clean as much as we could, but she would just take some of her shit and just fucking, if she didn't have space for it, fucking dump it in there. And so that carried on for long. They had to move. They moved into a new house. She got rid of some stuff, but then she just started accumulating more stuff. She had a double garage 
filled with boxes to the roof of shit that she didn't want to get rid of. Then they had to move into another house. Took that hoard with. For nine years, that garage, also a double garage, was never opened. Okay? Packed. You can't open the door anymore. That's how packed that shit is. Her house was so intensely dirty that there was black mold on the ceilings. And you couldn't, if you walk into that, you can't breathe. Physically, Mm. you can't breathe. Now, that got so bad. But I started, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I decided I needed to tell her. Because we didn't really have much contact. Because after I came back from living with my aunt, I moved in with with Becky. Me and her got an apartment together. And then, because I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. Anyway, so lived on my own, didn't really speak to her that much. And then when I got pregnant, many years later, when I was 25, um, I decided I had to tell her she was very happy. And we kind of, I started going through this thing where I'm almost in the phase of forgiving her a little bit or just letting it go because there's there's not going to be any resolution. There's not going to, we're not going to be able to fucking talk this out. Anyway, so when my daughter was born, she would come and visit a lot. She would help me a lot. We, I would say we, we almost started afresh and I start, I decided to put a lot of that shit behind me because I realized the moment, which sounds really fucked up, but the moment I had my daughter, she knew if she put any foot wrong I would, because I have written her off. I have not spoken to her for years. I've done that. And she really wants to be a part of my daughter's life. So she is fucking behaving like Supreme Queen right now. Still, to this day, it's been six years. I've had here and there, there's been bits and ends where I nip it in the bud, but she listens to me. Like, it's so strange because I felt the power shift, which is weird. And I'm very comfortable within it right now because I can, I don't think I can control her. But I can, I can handle her in the small doses that I see her and she behaves very well. And instead of just pissing me off, it's, I, can, I can cope with it. I know, it's, I know it's an act. I know that. And it's funny because at my daughter's one birthday party, one of my friends said, because he was chilling on the couch, he was over all the kids going crazy and his daughter was going crazy. Everybody was going crazy. So he decided to retreat from the party and sit on the couch and drink his little juice box. And then he was checking the body from a, a outside perspective. And he says, everywhere I go, my mother just follows me. And she just wants to make sure that I'm fine. And he says, you can see how I like shrug her off. And I get irritated with her. And she's just trying to please me the whole time. So we have a very strange dynamic at the moment. But what did happen was about three years ago, the her horde became so bad that you couldn't you almost couldn't enter the house and my one sister the one moved out the oldest one and Annie was still kind of living there but she was living more with her boyfriend and um her boyfriend's parents said okay listen she needs to go back home she can't stay here forever so I was like okay I'll help clean the house so I saved up some money and then under a big ruse we bought my mother a plane ticket to go visit my grandmother for a whole week over December holidays and we were like hey surprise surprise but she didn't know it came from me she thought my dad bought it for her because she hasn't seen my grandmother in years what she didn't know that the plan was to get her out of the house so I can fucking clean it so the day I went to go buy cleaning chemicals I went in there because I actually consulted some people I tried to get there's these two bitches 
that fucking clean crime scenes. They're called Die Blutsisters. And apparently on their website, they also do hoarding houses. But their quote was like a lot and I couldn't afford it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see what I can do and get as far as I can get. Because um, I couldn't save up enough money for the plane ticket and them. And she can't be there. I know I've watched hoarders, okay? <laughs> I know that they are supposed to go through it with you. But let's just fucking get the house clean first and we can deal with the repercussions later. I know this isn't the right way to handle it, but whatever, okay? So my sister needs to move back. We don't have the... Because I did attempt at one point, I think the year before, to go every Friday to her house and help... Because she wanted to know why my daughter never visited her. And I'm like, she can't fucking be in your house. It's hazardous. She'll die. Mm. So I went to my mother once a week, every Friday, to try and help her clean up her house. Bitch, I would be there for like four hours and we would throw away like three things. She did not want to throw away anything. There was a fucking half a Crayola crayon in the bottom of this, almost like those plastic um, drawers at the bottom of her cupboard. Shampoo leaked out. It was brown. That's like how nasty it was. The Crayola crayon was stuck in that. And as I went to throw away the crayon, she was like, no, 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 I have to keep it. And I'm like, for what? And she's like, because what if Luna, oh, what if your daughter wants to color with it? And I'm like, it's a green crayon. She has crayons. We're fine. She's like, no, 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 we keep it. So that didn't work. So that's when the plan accumulated. Okay, we're going to fucking send her away. This is the only thing that's going to work. So we send her away. I go buy a bunch of shit. My two sisters attempt to help me, but the one was busy studying and she had testerized, so she could only help a little bit. The small one, it was a lot for her. So I was like, okay, how about you attempt to clean the room that you're going to stay in? And my poor dad, I could see on his face, he did not know what the fuck to do at all. So I just kept sending him away to the shops to go buy stuff. <laughs> like I knew he needed more roller towel and we would need like more bleach. Mm -hmm. So I was like, go buy one bottle of bleach. And then he'd come back and then I'll be like, go buy some toilet paper. And then he'd come back and like, go buy some water, you know. So I would keep on sending him to go away. And he would stay away for like an hour because I knew he was like a little bit avoiding. It was too much for him. And then at one point he just started sweeping the fucking front steps. And I was like, okay, yeah, you do that. <sighs> and it took me three days to clean her house. I had chemical burns on my hands. Um, and the urine from the dogs crystallized within the carpet and it was that's where I got the the burns from because it literally burned a hole in the gloves that I was wearing it was intense but I got the fucking house clean and then my husband came and he installed those um you know those little machine those tiny little machines of like air wick where it psst, every fucking 30 minutes and it smells nice and then you have the the ones with a doom as well so we got that installed you it and in doom the bro yeah i know we installed that in the house i i threw out we had he came because he knew a guy with a truck um and they came and they did it's a bitch it's one of those fucking it's not a truck truck it's more like a truck with a trailer thing at the back where they use it to move shit okay that doesn't need to be enclosed so three loads okay we went through 150 black bags and i did not get to the garage the double garage that shit was like that i left it like that i was like i'm not even fucking touching that i'm just doing the house so we cleaned that she came back and my aunt came with her to come visit her and then she lost her shit yeah. she's like where's my stuff fucking lost her shit she went off at me but i was smart I took pictures before we started and I took pictures afterwards and then I made her sit down and I sat my aunt next to her and I showed both of them and I was like look here you are going to die in your own filth mm -hmm. and then I had a big ass chat with her 
And then it seemed like it was going to go well. And my aunt was like, oh, my soul, I did not realize that this is how it's going. Blah, 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 blah. And the house still had a stench to it. And I'm like, this smells like 10 times better than what it did. You could barely breathe in here. I left all of the windows, everything open for like three days. So um, that kind of helped. But my mom started hoarding again after that, which is why she needs... You actually need to have them help you with their hoard so that they don't fall back into that. And they had moved since then, but I think she's starting... And they had to get rid of a lot of shit because their new place couldn't handle it. So she actually threw away a bunch of shit. But I think she's a, she's busy starting up again. I do not know. But um, to get into the like psychology of it, what I have noticed that is similar between how I grew up and the cases that we did. It is, I don't want to stigmatize it, but it does seem that it is the the less privileged where these types of things happen more. Because um, I think financial stress does stress out a family and it kind of brings out the worst in people. I think that's more that. And the filth, filth. In so many cases, these houses are filthy as fuck. It's almost like the abusers care less and less and less and then they can't control anything so they try and control you and that is why they become abusive that is what i think i'm also convinced that my mother has antisocial personality disorder same fucking convinced and because my mom can't keep people in her life yeah at all she doesn't know how to deal with social situations she doesn't know how to deal with people she doesn't know how to deal with people's emotions i'm convinced the only reason my mom knows how to in theory love someone is based off of things she's heard through books and stories and movies i don't think she's actually capable of feeling that actual feeling towards people you think she's more a psychopath oh bitch i think my mom is everything under the fucking sun that could be wrong with you yeah take it all because i think i personally think my mother doesn't really have she has empathy for animals Mm. but not for her kids you and see i want to say my mom has empathy for animals because she goes through these phases where she like breeds like dogs oh mom, yeah you know yeah and she'll have like uh, right but then it gets to the point where the dogs are in a condition where it's not even helping them you're just putting that's them in lit- a worse condition yeah that's literally what happened to my mom's one dog the other day see it fucking it was so sick. The The skull was bent in on one side. And I'm like, bitch, I'm at the point of phoning the SPCA. Like, yeah. I want to put these dogs out. The fucking dog just fell over and died. You see? And that's my thing. Like, my mom got to the point where she had, so she had like, 15 dogs at one point in the house. And yeah. then this one was losing an eye. And this one and this one were fighting and couldn't be in the same room together. And that's not a... So, to mm-hmm. me, that is an empathy. No, it's not. But they love them. But do you think it's like they love their possessions? But exactly. Their stuff. Exactly. Because my mom is a very materialistic person. Yeah, yeah, same. But one thing that my mother was good at doing was befriending people and having them give her shit. My mom, if you meet her, okay, you're going to think she's the fucking best thing since motherfucking sliced bread. Mm. Give it a month. Yeah. You won't be around her anymore. And that is that with my every single relationship my mom is ever in, whether it is... Okay, maybe not romantic, but I think that's just because sex has a part to play in it. But every friendship... My mom does not have a single friend. Not a single one. If you go onto her Facebook page, no one likes any of her posts besides my grandparents. She doesn't speak to people. She doesn't have friendships. She doesn't have people that she goes and visits and people she can invite over for a bra. Nothing. 
absolutely fucking no one in her life but she'll meet someone and they'll be like your mom's the fucking best thing ever and then they fucking close for like two weeks and then my mom's true colors show and then all of a sudden no relationship which is quite funny because you would think in both of our situations child protective services never showed up no ever how is it because we didn't say anything i didn't speak up but why did none of the grown-ups speak up either Mm. Because, I mean, I, okay, I, I started living with my aunt. Yeah. My dad only found out about what was going on once I'd already moved. Before that, he didn't know anything. Yeah. And the only other adult that knew what was going on in that house was my history teacher. But they didn't child protect us. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Because, what the fuck? And that's a, one of the, also, it's one of the only reasons why my stepdad is actually leaving my mom. Because I spoke to my psychologist about everything that they've put my step-siblings through. Yeah. And she told her, she told me that legally she has to. She has a legal obligation. So I phoned my stepdad and I said, either you leave her or your kids can take it away from you. Your choice. Yeah, see, when I was old enough to do or to realize that you could do anything about it. Yeah. They had moved out. And when my little sister wanted to, she actually never moved back. Mm. She actually never did. We cleaned the house, but she never moved back. That's crazy. Well, now you guys know us a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I know you a little bit better. I know you a little better. Mm-hmm. And that concludes part two of our <laughs> Houses of Horrors. <laughs> These were our Houses of Horrors. Yeah. And then in the next episode, I will, what I have found, the studies I have found, I will break down the psychology and we can get into why what is being done is not enough. See you in the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye.